This is the Straight Truth Podcast, biblical answers to difficult questions from a Christian worldview. Well, we're assured that Satan is still present and active in the world. He's prowling around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour or to resist him, that he's still active and, and maybe in each one of our lives, but how so? That's, that's my question. So where, where is Satan most active in the world today, would you say? Hey, I mean, he's, he's active in every realm of the world, so I, I don't really think in terms of where is he most active. Obviously, he, he is a murderer from the beginning, a liar, and so you know, what he seeks to destroy is that which would honor and glorify God. So, so we, I, I think we could safely say that his, his bullseye his target is the people of God, the church of God in the world. In terms of, of how we think about him and things in terms of how we deal with him, when I look at the New Testament, Josh, I, I see several things. One, a belief that he's there. So believing the scriptures, that he that Satan exists, demons exist, that realm exists. It's not legend. It's not some sort of mystical way to explain earthly realities. He's real. We have a real spiritual enemy. The second thing I see in the New Testament is worth to know his character. So some of the verses you and I have referenced, you know, made reference to about the fact that he's a liar and a deceiver and a murderer and all the rest, the serpent of old, these are biblical descriptions of him. So I'm to not only know that he exists, but I'm to take into my mind and heart what the Word of God says about his character. Third, I would say the New Testament tells us we're not ignorant of his schemes. Hmm. So you find places in the New Testament where not only who he is, the fact that he is and what his character is, is described, but his activity is mm-hmm. referenced. Mm-hmm. So I think about, for example, the pastoral qualifications, 1 Timothy 3. Not a new convert, not a recent convert, lest he be filled with pride Mm-hmm. And fall into the snare of the of Satan. Mm-hmm. So, so there, his activity is referenced. This mm-hmm. is the sort of thing that he does. He'll take a new believer, who's put into a position that he's not ready for, and he'll use that as an opportunity to lift this man's heart up and to cause him cause him trouble. In another place, Paul exhorts unity in the life of the church because he says we're not ignorant of Satan's schemes. Forgive this man, he says to the Corinthian church. He's committed this sin. He's repented. You need to forgive him because we're not ignorant of Satan's schemes. So he's aware of how Satan can move into a situation like that and cause trouble. We're to function knowing that God has given, we're to think about him knowing God has given us a means by which to deal with him. We have our our Lord's own example to us when he's tempted in the wilderness. Mm -hmm. He answers Satan with scripture each time. Mm -hmm. So the word of God Mm -hmm. is the way that we deal with him. We're told to resist him, firm in our faith. We're told to resist him and he'll flee. We're given a set of spiritual armor in the book of Ephesians that we're to put on so as to be able to stand in those moments of testing against our enemy. So he exists, we know his character, we know something about his activity, and we know how we're to resist him. Hmm. Firm in our faith, in the word of God, putting on the spiritual armor as it's pictured for us there in Ephesians. Hmm put those things on. And then I would say we're to be mindful of his end. Okay. So he, God is sovereign, Satan is not. Mm-hmm. There is a healthy respect. You reference the verse, he prowls about like a roaring lion seeking mm-hmm. whom, he is, whom he may devour. So, so in God's people, there's this sense of 
of sobriety, but it's not, it's not trepidation as though he's a, an enemy that um, <clears throat> we're to fear in the way we fear God. Rather, we understand he, he's formidable. He, his work is, is, is weighty and destructive, but we have everything we need to stand in our relationship with our Savior, Jesus Christ. And the end of Satan is his destruction. We know mm-hmm. the end of the story. Mm-hmm. He'll be bound up forever one day. But until then, we walk in faith, trusting the Lord in the light of the truth that God has revealed. So I'm thinking about, you just mentioned the end of, of, of Satan, the beginning. He first arrives on the scene, Genesis 3, and it seems like he's doing so much there to, um, to twist and, and uh, lie about God's word. Is that, uh, would you say that's one of the primary means in which he is at work? Today? Every time, every time. If you ask how does he murder, he distorts, denies, questions the word of God. You look at how he dealt with Eve there in the scene that you described. Mm-hmm. You know, has God really said sort of a, a mocking of the word of God? Mm-hmm. Eventually proceeds to the point where he says, you will not die. So he denies the word of God. Mm-hmm. Leaves portions out of what God had said to Adam and Eve. Leave, leaves out what's very important to their worldview. Uh, did God really say you can't eat of any tree in the garden? Well, that's not what God said. Mm-hmm. So there's a questioning of the word of God, a distortion of the word of God, an outright denial of the word of God. And you see the same things when you see our Lord's temptation in the wilderness. If you really are the Son of God, then do this. The, the Bible says that, that uh, the angels will bear you up and take care of you. So mm-hmm. cast yourself off the pinnacle of the temple. Mm-hmm. You know, so so th- this is how he has always worked, and this is how he works with us. Mm-hmm. Distorting the Word of God, denying the Word of God, questioning the Word of God. And so that's why our answers are found, even in the, even in the putting on of that spiritual armor, mm-hmm. It's found in the realm of, of believing the truth, mm-hmm. and that's where our safety is found. Yeah, it's interesting to me in Genesis 3 how the people, just two here, Adam and Eve, they already have access to God's Word. They have it. They do. And yet when the attack comes, it's like there's a willingness even to, um, to, to either deny it or to believe the deceiver. Even though they have access to God's Word and they know the truth, maybe the exhortation for us is that all the more that we need to believe and to live out what we know to be true in every sphere and uh, not so quickly deny it like, like Eve did there. It's the outstanding. It's right on. Yeah, and the first mistake that Eve makes is her willingness to reason outside of Revelation. Mm-hmm. She has what God has told her. Mm-hmm. But the Bible says she, when she looked at the tree and saw that it was good for, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is where we go wrong. Mm-hmm. We, we feel a kind of strength that we don't possess. Like I, I'm safe mm-hmm. to just reason on my own while rejecting the revelation God has given me. That's, you're actually standing on very dangerous soil at, at the very moment you're willing to reason outside of revelation. So mm-hmm. God's told me something, but now I have the right to sort of consider it for myself. Mm-hmm. You're already standing on very dangerous ground. And so we have to return to the kind of humility mm-hmm. And, and recognition of our own weakness, we're just dust mm-hmm. to say what God has revealed is, is enough. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna stand right there. One of my favorite parts of that section there in Genesis three is when the Lord says to them, who told you you were naked? Mm-hmm. I love that because even what now they're, they um, acknowledge having fallen, God returns to the matter of revelation. Mm-hmm. Who told you that? Where did you mm-hmm. get that information from? Mm-hmm because the only safe place to be. You know, we're gonna learn everything in one of two ways. We're gonna learn it by listening to God 
we're going to learn it because we didn't listen to God. Hmm. And only one of those is a place of joy and well-being and health. And that's when we listened to God. I, I can't think of a single time in my life that I've regretted listening to God. Mm-hmm. But all my regrets were wrapped up in the times I didn't listen to Him. Mm-hmm. So do you want to learn lessons by pain? Do you want to learn lessons by destruction? Do you want to lear- learn that God really did tell you the truth when you chose not to believe Him? Or would you rather learn by listening to your Father and obeying Him? Mm-hmm. So. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Straight Truth Podcast. Now, Straight Truth is listener supported. So if you'd like to find out ways how you can help us to continue to produce this podcast, you can go to our website and find out ways to do that, straighttruth.net. At that website, you'll also find links to all of our previous episodes and our social media channels. So be sure to check it out. Straight Truth is a production of Walking in Grace Ministries, the preaching and teaching ministry of Pastor Richard Caldwell. For more information, go to walkingandgrace.org.